and welcome to Space Chats. I'm Adam Hemming, the director of the Space Theatre, and I'm on Zoom with Maria and Julia from Puro Chaos, who will be performing Muses at the Space from the 23rd to the 27th of August. Hello both, welcome to Space Chats, how are you? Hello, thank you so much for having us. Yes, we are very excited to be here. So before we talk about the show, can you tell us a bit about your background? Where where did you grow up? I mean, where are you calling in from now is also quite interesting, I think. Maria, do you want to go first? Yes, hello. So we are calling from Barcelona. And well, we both grew up here, but I lived in London for about five years. So I went to school there, to drama school at least 15. And then Julia has also a very interesting <laughs> thing going on. Yeah, I'm also from Barcelona, but I actually did a master last year in Stockholm, Sweden. And now I'm currently studying in Sivalius Academy in Finland. Yeah. Oh, wow, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Barcelona is such a beautiful, beautiful city. I visited there some years ago. Tell us what it's like for you as a place to be. So, I mean, it is a beautiful city. It's very warm at the moment. (laughs) I'm missing a little bit the London weather, actually. (laughs) It is beautiful, but it's a bit difficult within the arts industry because it's a very small sort of closed off circuit. So that's also a bit of the inspiration behind the play that we are doing. Well, I would like to add that it's the perfect city for me because even though it's a city, I think it has a small size sort of. So it's super good because you can take the metro and be at the other side of the city in 30 minutes. And I love that. (laughs) And it has mountain and it has sea and it's full of, you know, concerts or performances. So it's full of life. I love that. What's the street where all of the living statues are on called? Is it Mm. Los Ramblers? Is that right? Yeah. I had a friend who, well, I had a couple of friends actually who moved out to Barcelona, people that I studied with. And one of them was spending some of his time as a paella head on a table as a living statue. He also had a broken angel character that he would uh, be climbing the steps to the cathedral with, which was quite fun. Um, There is definitely a lot going on in like street art. It's like one of the biggest things in the city, I think, which I think it's really beautiful that you can just walk around anywhere and you'll see like performances, sometimes like puppet shows, like really good stuff. It's like in the streets of Barcelona. So that's really good because it's open and accessible for all. So I think that's really good. And sculpture too, right? The sort of, you know, the the buildings and the sculptures that there are around the city. I mean, so much just, as you say, just to be able to walk around and and see all of that great stuff. I felt very inspired and creative when I was in Barcelona. Tell us about your first theatrical experience. So I started acting when I was really, really small. My mom always says that it's since I've been able to speak, I've been saying that I wanted to be an actor. So that's something I don't know where it comes from, but it's just been there throughout all my life. And here we do something when you are a little kid in the schools, which are like the um, nativity plays. So obviously I started in a nativity play and all these like little plays and stuff. And I always wanted to be, you know, the character that had like the most lines and the most. (laughs) And yeah, and then slowly, you know, it never went away. Everyone said that, you know, you grow out of it, you grow out of it. But I didn't. And then at 18, I moved to London to go to drama school. 
And then eventually I moved back to Barcelona because, you know, as Julia said, I missed the sea and the weather and fighting with my brother. And <laughs> so I decided to come back and try a different industry. So my first experience as an actress with theater happened when I was 10 years old and at school they were doing a play. Then I fell in love with it. And ever since every year I did a different play. And funny enough, I don't know why, but I always got the wicked characters, you know, <laughs> I loved them. I was good at them. And I thought that they were, they were the most interesting and complex ones. So I was really happy to get them. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so how did the two of you meet? So we met at a girls scout group here in Barcelona. Well, there were boys as well, obviously, but yeah, we were girl scouts for a very long time. I was in that group for 10 years of my life. It was a great, great experience. Yeah. I was like 14, 15, I think when we met, I think you were studying science back then. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, because she's done everything. And then you went on to do cinema and I moved away and then I came back and you were doing opera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just came back and because I studied away abroad, then when I came back, I didn't have any sort of, you know, people that were doing arts in here. And I sat down with Julia and Mark, who is not here with us today, but she's the other member of the company and she's a visual artist. And I was like, yes, I want to do something like I know we do completely different things, but I don't know. Let's get together and see what happens. And then, you know, it's been two years that we are with this company now. Was Ma also part of your, your scout group or did she join? <laughs> yes, yes <it> was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what, what sorts of stories interest you? So I move inside the multidisciplinary a lot. And, you know, I'm interested in political theatre, but told in, I would say, like a different way, as in, I don't know, really like comedy. And I like stories that really want to change the narrative and also like radicalize empathy, because I think that's like the biggest revolution it's carrying for one another in this world that, you know, everything is so busy and so fast. Let's make art that values the process and the uh, more than the final product like something that tells a story that's about caring and about love and about being there with each other and with the audience like let's try and create something together and see where we go from there for me it's very important that the story resonates with me it moves me that it tells something because otherwise it's like someone playing the piano perfectly but that's it that's all you don't feel anything you're not engaged with the piece it, it's you know it doesn't speak to you so if that happens if I'm stone cold then it doesn't work for me so that's a very important thing and as a person who moves in the opera world I'm constantly seeing you know traditions everywhere it's a very rigid world so when Mireya proposed this uh, collaboration between the three of us, I thought, well, this can be very interesting. You know, we can really think out of the box for once and do something different and mix arts. And I was very appealed by it. Yeah. Great. And I think that's, you know, part of the ethos behind Bureau Chaos, isn't it? Is this interdisciplinary of, of your art forms. And how does that work? practically when you're creating a show is one of you taking the lead or are you all just throwing in different bits and pieces what's your process like so we definitely work uh, horizontally 
and the rising is like at the center of everything. It's very collaborative, but everyone takes a little step ahead when it's within their sort of expertise. So for example, I studied the rising, so I know how to um, make Uh, games and create strategies to like create material but when it comes to music so obviously Julia takes the lead and when it comes to the visuals and projections Mar takes the lead but within that taking the lead is always you know anyone can sort of bring their two cents which also gets very chaotic that's you know part of the name it's because we are very chaotic in our creation but I think that also translates very well to the stage like there is some magic of that chaos and that creation that just comes like one of the first scenes of the play is a meeting and everyone just like talks on top of each other and there is like a lot of back and forth and it's very quick and that we created just by sitting in three chairs and seeing sort of saying what came to mind and then we'll stop and be like okay so that was good that was good that was good but it was just sort of like just go for it bring everything out and let's see what works amazing so let's talk about muses then tell us what the piece is about okay but before we go there i would like to talk a little bit more about the creative process Yeah, do, please. Okay. So there is a lot of our own lives, of our own experiences as artists in display. And I think three brains think better than one. So we can all add different things. And something very funny is that many times we have made mistakes <laughs> rehearsing, mm -hmm. but those mistakes were so good that we decided to just stick to them, you know, and add them to the play. So that's one of the wonderful things about this play. It's in constant evolution and we are very open-minded and not scared of trying different things. That is so true. Like every, in our day-to-day -day life, we are so scared of making mistakes. And it's true that, you know, there is a lot of mistakes that happen in rehearsal that actually made it to the stage because they were so wonderful. Like these mistakes were amazing. Like we should make more mistakes. <laughs> It sounds to me like you're you're embracing the chaos in a really fun and <laughs> creative way, which is brilliant, I think. And I think that comes across in certainly in, in what I've seen of your show so far. Yeah, so tell us about Muses then. Tell us what the show is about. So Muses is the story of three muses that decide to break free and become artists themselves. But soon enough, they realize that without money and connections, it's very difficult to start an artistic career. And just when they are about to give up, they receive a call from divine inspiration. But it turns out that inspiration is this corporation and they have like thousands and thousands of experience inspiring artists all over the world. So from the creators of Stonehenge to Dalí to Picasso to all the artists you can think of, they have used this business called Inspirations Incorporations, which is also a character in the play. And, you know, these muses just try to navigate this crazy world with a lot of humor and irony and try to make a space for themselves in an industry dominated by the male gaze. Um, but it's, at the end, a surrealist comedy and it's a lot of fun. Anything you want to add, Julia? No, I mean, she said it all. No, 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 we'll explain. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, and what's the journey been like so far? You've performed this already in, in Barcelona, is that right? In Madrid. In Madrid. Great. And how, how did that go? What was the experience like creating the show for the first time? Okay, so 
It was a crazy experience, to be honest, <laughs> because uh, I had been in Helsinki all the time and Mar and Mireya were here. So we just got to rehearse three days before the premiere and we were rehearsing 10 hours a day to, to just be there, you know, and have the performance right spot on as it should be. But I have to say that once we got on stage, everything went just fine. And if anything happened, we just thought, okay, show must go on. We are all professionals. We can do it. And we had so much fun. And, you know, after the show, we talked with some of the public and they were very happy as well. They had fun. They they said it to us like, yeah, I, I laughed so much. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say that, um, but this play has been like, I, I would say about a year in the making because this is our second play together. And yes, I think we started creating it by the end of uh, the beginning of 2021 or 2022. I don't know. Yes, about a year. So yes, it, this play has been a year in the making because it came from the last play we did together. It's sort of like a next step from it. Like some of the stuff are still in there. It's very, it's a completely different play, but you know, it, it's a sort of an evolution because one thing we like about working together and about our company is that the our plays are always alive, always. They get constantly changing. So we started with an online play and it was about 20 minutes. Then it became a live performance and it was an hour and it was completely different. And now that sort of evolved into this new play that's been like a year in the making and we just did now in Madrid. And now we have to translate it and change it to come to London. And it will also be completely different from the one we did in Madrid, because that's just how we work. Like the day before, we are still changing things which is like <laughs> to create so much. We love it. Um, tell me about the first show that you created together. What was that all about? Well, I think Mireya should ask that question. <laughs> the one who wrote the text. <laughs> <laughs> so it was called Thoughts of an Incoherent Mind. And it came from a text I wrote, a poem that I wrote when I was 18 years old. And it was this surrealist poem. And it was just weird enough to be able to do with it what we wanted. So I brought it to Julia and Mar. We hadn't worked together before. And I was like, you know, I wrote this weird text. Do you think we can do something with it? Let's just play and see what happens. And then we created this 10 minutes piece and we were about to perform it and a lockdown happened. So then it became an online play. And it was the first time that we were mixing like opera and visual arts and a poetry. And it was a lot more performative than the one we do now, right? Yes, I think it was more like sort of performance art. Yes, and uh, we did that one in now Wostik and it went really well. And, you know, we just realized that we actually had a really mm, good sort of product and thing going on, with, like the three of us. And we were like, let's see what we can do next. Let's bring it farther and see what happens. And then Muses was born. Amazing. You were talking earlier about the sort of corporate element within Muses, and it reminded me of a Spanish TV show that I've just watched recently on Netflix. Uh, I do another podcast called TV DNA, which is about reviewing TV shows. But there's a show called Welcome to Eden. Have you seen that? Uh, I, I've seen like the first episode, the first little bit. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Is, that, is there sort of, do you watch much TV? Is there any Spanish TV? Because I really enjoy watching international television shows. Is there any that you'd recommend? I mean, I for films, there is a lot. For this series, I, I can't really remember what's the last 
nice one that I watch. Do you know, Julia? Give me some good film recommendations then. Okay. Just go ahead, go ahead. Because I don't know how they are called in English, so I have to just think about it now. You give me the Spanish well, name, I, it's fine. Yeah. I really like Amenabar. We have like, you, do you know Vanilla Sky, this American movie? The original is a Spanish movie called Abre los ojos, Open your eyes. And it's just incredible. This director, is he's so brilliant. And I really like all his work. He does like a lot of thriller, suspense. He also did thesis, which he did like, like when he came out of from film school. And it was filmed on his garage because he didn't have any budget. And then he became super famous after this because it was really good. So I really like thrillers and like the spooky stuff. So I would like to recommend you a female movie maker. She's called Isabel Cochette. She mostly does drama, but oh my... What good films she does. It's just amazing. There, there is one that I especially like that it, it's called La Vida Secreta de las Palabras, The Secret Life of Words. That's a very good one. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much for those recommendations. I'm, I'm definitely going to check those out. Um, what, are you, what are you looking forward to about coming to London and the space? Is there anything in particular about that? So I would say that because we value so much the process and the creative process and because our play is so constantly evolving like I mentioned before we really like to collaborate with spaces that also value this and also have like this space for creation and like that it's sort of a partnership that it's not like you come the day before do a tech rehearsal and off you go you know just the fact that you're doing this with us now and like getting to know you and we did the lounge and we love um, working with theaters and spaces that care about the process and care about the people that are making these plays and like really believe in what they are making. I'm really excited about coming to the space and everyone I know that that's worked at the space um, has really talked wonders. So I'm really excited. And obviously I'm really excited to see all my friends in London and just get <laughs> to be back there because I love London. I mean, it's crazy but it's beautiful. Yeah, it's kind of the same for me. I'm super excited to perform at the space because right from the beginning, I felt that they support our artists. I feel like as a company, we are taken care of and that's so good. And thank you so much for the advice that you have given us so far. And, you know, all the projection that you give us, you know, like this program that we are having right now, it's it's great to have all those opportunities. It really is. And as Mireya said, I think London, it's, it's such a special city in many ways. But, you know, especially when it comes to theater, it's paradise. <laughs> it's amazing. And they are so advanced in so many ways. For example, when it comes to multilingual things, you are so evolved. You are years ahead from Spain. Everything it's it's so different. I could say it's 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 so much better. So we are very happy to go to London. Yes, great stuff, uh, Maria. You mentioned the launch that we did last week, and you brilliantly zoomed in. So you introduced your your video preview of, of the show via Zoom. And I don't know if you could tell, because I, I was trying to sort of mute a little bit our microphone at our end, but there was a brilliant reaction to the work. So I don't know if you could hear that coming through across the Zoom. 
Yeah, I literally got chills. I was so excited because there were so many people and I couldn't see anyone, but I could hear everyone. I was like, ah, it was really exciting to hear that reaction, you know, and I I was so nervous doing the Zoom and then just hear everyone be so receptive. I, I feel like with this place that we do sometimes, because we do, you know, multidisciplinary and very sort of out there and very contemporary theater and we mix so many things a lot of the times we think, oh, how are people going to react? And, you know, once with the other play that we did, which was more performative than this one, uh, we did it in a civic center here in Barcelona. And, you know, it was a very sexual play and a very cabaret, very, like, very critical with a lot of things that you... And then we got out there and we see that all the audience are like 65 plus, like, yes, like maybe the youngest person was 70 years old. And we're like, oh my God, they're going to throw tomatoes at us. Like what's going to happen? And they loved it. You know, so it also opens our mind of who enjoy these kinds of theater because I was so surprised Like everyone came to talk to us and they were all like, this was so good, like, you know, everything you were saying and stuff. And it was, you know, talking about sexuality with a 70-year-old woman. So we love that. Amazing. Well, we're incredibly excited uh, to have you coming to the space and really looking forward to you coming here. Uh, Muses will take place at the space from the 23rd to the 27th of August with a live stream on the 25th of August. And that will be available on demand for a few weeks after that. Uh, You can buy tickets and find links to all of our social media accounts at space.org.uk. Where can people follow Puro Chaos? We are on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at purochaos.ct. And we are everywhere on all social media. (laughs) Amazing. And we'll pop a link to your website as well in the description of this podcast. But thank you both so much for joining me today. It's been really lovely to talk to you and find out a little bit more. And again, just really looking forward to having muses at the space thank you so much we're really really excited to come yes thank you so much it was wonderful